This week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. Pembroke, like, he raises, he's, like, coughing and gagging, and he pulls a handkerchief to his face. The heroes stumble into an appalling sea. We open today's episode with all of you in what basically equates to a grotesque meat locker. And begin to realize the true horror of Skiergard. We are complicit in our own destruction. We must stop this at the source. Newly emboldened. As the firelight is flickering off a forebear's face, you can see the reflection of, like, a tear coming down his eye, and he's just like, they all must die. And newly empowered. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Mm. Uh-oh. Ballers. And sorry, Troy. <laughs> Dungeon breaker. They plunge deeper into the mountain. All pitch black. You don't have dark vision, you're just looking into darkness. All right, then forebears is going to cast light. <laughs> On a shield. But even greater horrors lurk within. Give me your name. The adventure continues now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Glass Cannon Podcast. It's your boy, Grant Berger, a.k.a. Baron Ashpeak. I just got back from PAX Unplugged, and boy, am I tired. But at the same time, I'm really rejuvenated after spending time with the Glass Cannon Nation in Philly. We had a fantastic meetup at Yards Brewing Company, and I got to talk and laugh with friends new and old. Thanks so much for coming out and bothering to talk with this weird giant and his buddies. Also, thanks a bunch to everyone in the nation who made our games on the floor possible. Watching everyone play together makes us all so, so happy. The positivity and smiles I get from hanging out with everyone is what gives me the energy I need to murder all of Troy's monsters. Speaking of killing Troy's monsters, the second ever session of our Glass Cannon Live Strange Aeons playthrough also went swimmingly in that sweat house of a convention hall. Thanks to everyone who made the trip out and a special thank you to Mr. Eric Mona for sitting in on the session. Just like L.A., this show was filmed and we're working on getting it online for you all prior to our next live show. And speaking of live shows, tickets are going fast for our upcoming shows in Chicago, Dallas, Portland, Brooklyn, and Seattle. So if you plan on going, we can't stress this enough. Get your tickets ASAP. We hope to see you, yes, you, at one or more of these shows, and we promise to make it worth your while. Oh, and if you want to come hang out with just yours truly and some great Texans, please come out to my Dallas Christmas meetup on the 21st of December. It should be at Dot's Hop House starting at 7 p.m. At the very least, you can meet my wife, Angel, and pick her brain about why she's married to me. Anyways, the episode. Things are about to go nuts, so without further ado, please enjoy the Glass Cannon Podcast, episode 184, Lance Lance Retribution. I feel like this is going to be a special episode this week. This has got all the markings of a special app. What's so special about this episode? <laughs> yeah, I really want to know. Well, we uh, we are we're going to be celebrating a level up in, oh in Baron. We got to talk about oh this. God. I totally forgot to do any shopping at all. <laughs> I did zero shopping. I feel like a complete ass. Well, I'm glad you brought it up, Skid, because as is tradition, you're supposed to buy the person that leveled up a new item to celebrate it. So, what I, did you get me? I have well bought you a new level. 
Okay, thank you. A so level much. from uh, Home Depot. So you were the one that brought <laughs> arriving. <laughs> arriving in two <laughs> days. <laughs> It'll be great for all the picture hanging that we still have to do in the studio. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So we got to celebrate that. I'm excited for that. I'm, I'm more excited for this actual level that Skid bought. Uh, <laughs> well, that'd be great. But I love the little bubbles. We desperately need one. Uh, <laughs> your, your iPhones all have a level app now. Oh, that's a good point. With your with get out of here, really? Yep. yep. I don't have it. Yeah, but it's I, it's I hard to it. just sit your iPhone on a picture frame and have it actually level yeah. it. Yeah, I'm afraid it'll fall and crack my screen. There's nothing like replacing a dollar tool with a thousand dollar tool. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love about what That's Steve so, Jobs did to the world. That's what we call the American economy. Oh my god. That's a, none of the sci-fi none of the sci-fi movies from the eighties predicted that like we'd have phones that would operate as levels for hanging yeah. pictures. Yeah. Really? I don't remember seeing that in you know, could you imagine a contractor showing up to your house and said, "Sorry, I forgot to charge my phone. We're gonna have to do this tomorrow." <laughs> He's got like a huge like, tool belt with well, fifty they, empty pockets <laughs> and one iPhone. <laughs> well, can't you? Aren't there laser levels? There are. Well, they're they're laser like room stud finders. Stud finders. Yeah. But don't they have a le- don't a lot of them have like level functions as I, well? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, I build a lot of things. <laughs> Big carpenter Matthew is. Well, we got to talk about Grant's like leveling. Jesus. Oh, that's, wow. That's, that's important. And uh, I think there's also some stuff we got to talk to. We, we got to air some grievances with Joe O'Brien. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, crap. That's my favorite part. Joe, you are getting hammered on the board. It is bro. festive. You hit me with this as it soon is, as I come I in know, tonight. I get you so mad. We're coming up so on Festivus. We're coming up on Festivus. That's this true. It's time for the airing of grievances. It is. It is the, the tis the season. Followed by One the feats of, of for the airing of right. grievances. <laughs> One of our favorite things to do is just when we're about to record. <laughs> there we really go, is. We go, hey, Joe, the Reddit's really pounding you today. <laughs> and he's like, uh, he's like what? Yeah. What? <laughs> was, it like two, it was like two commons, and one guy said, "Yeah." I'm like, no, it's like seventy commons. They could have just started a whole new thread about how uh, shitty they think you are at this game. Uh, so we're going to talk about that, uh, and I really feel like this is the app. We're really going to open up what's going on here in the two. Oh, oh. that is exciting! In the sense that you've gone to the left, you fought. The mammoth and the frost giant handler, the undead mammoth. You obviously fought the frost giant guards, right? When you came in, you went north, took on the frost worms, which almost killed all of you, uh-huh. came back, took them out, and then took out that uh, necrocraft. By the way, I was saying neocraft all last week. It's a necrocraft. So that uh, whole discussion about Greek and Latin and, yep, and just dramatic out the roots. Window. <laughs> it was still fun, though. I think it was still informative. I could totally see you <laughs> taking away the experience points I got from that because you mispronounced the monster. I'm so sorry, Grant. I'm sorry, Grant. <laughs> You're not level 12. You're like one. If you just kill a couple gnats, yeah. you'll get there. Uh, so I just feel like going up into the, you know, the, the tomb proper here. Uh, this is really going to start to open things up and change really change giant slayer altogether i think interesting um i think sorry go ahead you know let's just let's just jump right in let's start with the good news grant tell me about a 12th level baron i'm assuming a triple classed into a gunslinger inquisitor rogue (laughs) gunslinger inquisitor Magic man? Oh. I made up my own class Ooh, for magic, oh. magic, magic man. man. I made up my own class like for someone with Adventure Time with no imagination. <laughs> so Troy, before I tell you anything about the level up I have, oh boy, we got to roll HP on oh, air, right. brother. Oh, are you upset that I don't do the Grant rule? Uh, depends on how this roll works out. <laughs> what is it? A D four? D eight, buddy. Okay. 
I roll D12. I'll roll in front of you. Oh, is it really D12? No. no it's, it's a barbarian. <laughs> it's only a barbarian. It's a D100. Yeah. Oh, you're going to be just fine. I gave you a six, buddy. There you go. There you go, bear. bear. Two two less from the best. I'm totally happy with that. (laughs) All right. So at level five, I get a bunch of bonuses to my judgment. I Mm -hmm. get my plus two attack bonus instead of plus one, plus Mm -hmm. two AC bonus with my protection, plus two save bonus with purity, and plus two damage reduction slash magic. Plus one. Discern lies is replaced because of my my, uh, archetype. But I now officially have on my character sheet Bane. Oh, so I can use the Bane Baldrick as a level 10 Inquisitor. Oh, oh man. It's oh, going to be Bane. It's going to come back and bite you in the butt. You'll never see 13. I took a really nice, flavorful spell. I was talking to Joe. I was talking to Skid. Hmm. You were busy looking at your stocks, I think. And, yes. And Matthew did. Checking out my portfolio. Matthew got here. Chopped liver. Matthew got here at a cool 815 because he likes to record. He likes to complain He's about like, what time? Are we recording? Eight? <laughs> Say it eight fifteen. <laughs> I, yeah, I just don't need to sit here and listen to you guys say offen- offensive things into microphones. That's we, true. Uh, we were ready to record. That's fair. That's fair. We get it all out of the way before you come. <laughs> it works for everyone, honestly. <laughs> it works out for everybody. It's good for morale. Yeah. <laughs> My new Inquisitor spell. Oh, is lay it on me. Weapon of Awe. Ooh. I love this. I love this. You transform a single (laughs) weapon of awe. Look at that cute weapon. You transform (laughs) your weapon into a kitty cat. (laughs) You've got to Instagram their weapon. I know. I wish it existed. If I could time travel. uh, Anyway, you transform a single weapon into an awe-inspiring instrument. The weapon gains a plus two sacred bonus on damage rolls. And if the weapon scores a critical hit, the target that critical hit becomes shaken for one round with no saving throw. Now, am I correct that that cannot be placed on guns? <laughs> nope. You're absolutely wrong. And I'm going to look it up. Let me tell you this. It's a spell. But as Joe pointed out very astutely, people say he doesn't know anything about this game. He knows some things. Just not the important things that right, pertain right, to right. his character. It's a swift action. <laughs> oh, a swift yeah, action yeah. spell? So I can throw down a judgment. Oh, oh boom. Bam. And then uh, what is my final my final uh, game saves? Against you. <laughs> bonus <laughs> saves, obviously, but I get my uh, ability score bonus. I had a, fif- oh, I had a oh, 15 nice. in constitution. Now I have a 16. Whoa, that's We're a lot of HP, bro. 12 extra H. You'll Pizzle. live forever. That is awesome. No, oh, that's not true. You, you cursed it. You <laughs> cursed it. How many HP do you have? Right now? Yeah. At no, this, at this no. very moment? <laughs> Three weeks ago. <laughs> Three weeks ago. Uh, 139. I'm surprised oh. you didn't take toughness. <laughs> I, saw, I don't have the sheets I will at some point but. I took toughness four times I thought that was allowed uh, <laughs> I'm stacking toughness I get a plus 16 to my saves against cold weather Congratulations <laughs> You you earned it You worked really hard You are the, the sole survivor uh, Since episode one 184 episodes later wow. Here you are I mean Grant This is impressive Like worldwide There aren't all that many people that can say they straight up took a character from first to twelfth level. Aren't that many people out there who can shamelessly ask for that much healing? 
<laughs> That's well, true. That Sorry, takes Greg. dedication. I, I, I think one has something to do with the other. You know, I get a lot of I, look, I get a lot of questions. I get a lot of questions like, "How did you meet Troy, Joe, Matthew, Skid? How did you guys start playing together? How, what's your recording equipment? You know, what's your motivation for this decision?" But the question I want to lay to rest right now, which I have evidence for just 30 seconds prior, is why I hate Matthew Kevin. <laughs> and he can burn in hell with a response like that. There it is. You heard it here first. Classic, uh, David. <laughs> but no, it is, I, I think you heard it on the Reddit first. It is. Yeah. You heard it, it is, here second. Literally on the Reddit. First. It is true because, uh, you know, a lot of people don't even get to book four of a book, for, for God's sake. So. A lot of people don't even get a chance to get to level twelve. No, well, you did it, but with an un- yeah, with an unforgiving GM and uh, a you know a standard size four person party for the most part. I mean, that's that's a big accomplishment. And I'll give Troy credit, which hurts me so much to say. Let me close my eyes. I kind of got uh, sick as soon as you said. I want to take it with my eyes closed. So <laughs> I, I do think that him. Yeah. He he decided right as we turned like level six, level seven. Like mm. guys, I really want you to think about multiclassing because I think it'll add a lot to the adventure. And I know that in his head, he just wanted to kill us more easily because multiclassing kind of gimps your characters, unless it's a perfect synergy. And the Inquisitor uh, multiclass path is made Baron a better character. You've oh. made the podcast proud. You've made your family proud. Um, you've made yourself proud. Mm. Well, you, that, you that was it. abundantly clear. Yes. <laughs> God very, damn it, man. You did it again. <laughs> You're very prideful. Joe, let's cut over to you real quick. Uh, I don't have a lot of time to give you here, but uh, <sighs> man. according to the subreddit, which is Hit a, a grand collection of people who play the game uh, in a different way that we do, people that play the game uh, a lot uh, a lot more in-depth than we do in many ways, uh, a lot longer. A lot more correctly. Correctly, you could use One that word. say. And there are plenty of trolls on there, too, that just like to get a rise out of people that's why you don't read it correct um and yet they, we still make it happen for the you, general and consensus you, you like peeled my eyes open with like a torture device and like put the reddit in front of me and like uh, like read it clockwork arms read it uh, it's just a subreddit scrolling through <laughs> i'm like ah! the general consensus on this board is how do i put this you don't know how to play pathfinder <laughs> your thoughts <laughs> Well, I mean, from the from the brief uh, look that I took at it, I think that there is a, a certain amount of what I always come back to is Pathfinder is something that you play however the fuck you want to play it. Okay. And in a, in the case of a, a subreddit for a show like this, you can analyze it however you want to and say whatever you want about however anyone plays it. You know, I mean, that's kind of the the freedom of the activity and the fun of it. Really, is mm-hmm. kind of analyzing how other people play and then really internalizing and thinking about how you like to play and then playing that way. I certainly don't want to come to the table doing something I don't want to do. Right. That doesn't make any sense. And as a GM, I think it's important to reinforce that with your players. Say if you have a player coming into a game where you have three players and they say, what, what does everybody need? What, what do they want uh, to round out the party or make it fit or make it work? I think that there's a, a lot to be said for just having them play what they want to play. Right. Because doing that is going to bring more joy to the table and more inspiration for role playing and uh, et cetera. So uh, some people 
just like to play things a certain way. Now that said, some of the comments that I read about forebears specifically is they're you know they're completely like they just don't know they don't know forebears. It's they're right. misinformed, and that's not their fault. That's like we don't have the ability or capacity to extensively go into the backstories that we've built. I know that every one of you guys has stuff that you haven't told me about your characters. Yeah, we don't that tell hasn't each come other out. Yeah. much of anything. Exactly. I, I mean, mean want, we we don't want to have a these big info dumps like we want to have it like kind of laid out gradually like naturally organically through the story and it's that, a fun surprise a for you too yeah right exactly yeah. and when it comes to something as simple as like forebears is unable to cast six level spells because he doesn't have a 16 wisdom and i had the freedom to give him that if i wanted to at the at the character build uh and i didn't uh, that is because of the character that i was kind of creating and the uh, the idea that i had and the and the backstory that you guys don't know yet. And so right. that is, to me, it's a fun way to play. And it, you know, when somebody's like, it is spectacularly stupid. Like, <laughs> I certainly understand why, you know what I mean? But it is also, uh, it, it's just, it's how I want to play. Yeah. And that it doesn't matter to me how other people think I play. I play the way I want to play. Are you having and, fun playing? Oh my God, I love this character. I, I love forebears. And I love this idea of this guy who's caught between two uh, two worlds. You know, a, a, a warrior, a battle fierce warrior who also has all of these elements of shamanism and these attachments to ancestors that frankly was not really his choice but hmm. that just hasn't come out yet and so there's there's a lot to be unfurled uh yeah. with this character and frankly i don't think that i need to explain that right now nor nor should i i think that the story should unfold naturally and that the character's build or his points or where they're spent uh, is something that uh, you know is not going to be perfect because I'm not a perfect player. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like you, you just you play how you want to play. And I'm with you, Joe. But I do have to say it was unsettling to come into the studio tonight and see you shirtless yelling at your computer. You don't know me. <laughs> you don't know me. You don't know me. Oh yeah, that was awkward. Soon as, as soon as I read one, I don't like that's a shirt goes off right away. Check that's it off. that's just another, like, another reason I don't come till his time. <laughs> yeah, but, that, I, I, but I'm like you. Like I like putting artificial constraints that I don't have to put on my character for storytelling reasons. Absolutely. Like, it helps me to get into it. Like, I love overcoming that kind of adversity that I feel is justified by who they are. Yeah. And then, I, I like doing the same thing. And so. this idea was brought up that you you said, Troy, of the Stormwind fallacy, which mm -hmm. I had never heard of. And then we looked it up and read it, and I, and I was like, this is awesome. Like, it's a really neat point of conversation, which is that you can't, ma you can't min max your character and role play. You have to, in order to role play a character, it has to be a flawed character. Hmm. And that is a fallacy. And that's a great uh, topic of discussion. And we even talked about it on Cannon Fodder back in the day. I don't know if you remember, but. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we did like a can you min max and play an interesting and flawed character? Right. And we came to Absolutely. the idea that it's not, they're not mutually exclusive. No, you they can are. Do it either way, anyway. Yeah, they are certainly not mutually exclusive. And what I usually do is, I mean, God, there's so many options in Pathfinder when it comes to feats, abilities, the way you can spend your skills, language languages, all that mm -hmm. stuff, a million options. And I read maximization guides and so that I don't go too far off the rails. Mm -hmm. But then I just look at stuff that I think sounds neat. Things like steadfast mind, the, the, right. the will save to, to maintain a spell after there's a story reason why I like that. And you know, that's, that's, I'm just like, that, that's, that sounds fun. You know, right. It is definitely not a super powerful feat by any stretch. Um, but I, I just have so much fun playing that way. And I was saying to Skid earlier, 
I do this in Pathfinder and at the table with you guys because this is my forum to do that. When I play video games, I obsessively min-max and optimize. I will read pages of guides on how to get the an extra point out of uh, strength or damage or my spell power or whatever just because that's fun for me. Mm-hmm. That's really fun for me, reading uh, guides to maximize my characters. But that's when I'm playing alone in a video game where the only thing that matters to me is the, uh, the combat, you know? Right. Well, I think Joe is a moron, clearly. But <laughs> an addendum to that is that I think it does make an amazing moment if you hit level 12 and add a point to wisdom or you find like a headband of no no, no it's business from experience no if you, <laughs> if you oh, now he's level 12 so okay here we go no but if you find a headband of uh, luring charisma in the moment it's like a great role-playing moment for you to unlock those extra spells yeah, yeah. and it's like you accomplish something you went across this journey grant you're stealing yeah. my thunder like I, I, again this is and no it's not your fault this is the point but i'm not going to say this when I bring the character in at 11th level, I don't say like, so yeah, just so you guys know, I have a 15 wisdom and I'm going to put a point in it at 12th level in a role-playing moment. That, you know what I mean? It's right. Like, and, and to be clear, you're putting all our lives at risk by not casting those spells so that you could have a great role-playing moment later. Just to be clear. That is the argument against it. And, yes. I, and it is a good one. <laughs> I'm not going to dispute that. Well, I mean, I think at the end of the day, I would agree with everyone on the subreddit. So let's move on to the episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, let me be let me be clear. Nobody is wrong on the subreddit either. The thing is that that is what they think is fun. Right. It's right, like right. picking apart and analyzing a build of a character. And I can talk, I have I have fun with that in video games. Right. Like that, you know what I mean? Like it's a fun thing to do. I I get it. But that's why you know, when that's why I play the way I when play. When you're playing 10 different characters, you can only use, pick power attack so many times. You can exactly. only pick combat expertise where you're like, okay, yeah. I, I want to do something else. I want to pick a flavor feed. Right, yeah, yeah. I, I want to pick something that gives me just a plus four to my survival. You don't think you know I, I mean? wanted to pick, uh, what is it, uh, uh, deep slumber or slumbering hex, whatever it was? Slumber. Yeah, it's it just the slumber hex for this character who has hexes, like... Yeah, but I mean, that's what our character, our witch and Jade Regent, just slumbered every single encounter <laughs> yeah. through the entire uh, game. And Book so four. I was like, I'm done with that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm good on that. So and you would never choose that. Save or, it's it's uh, will it's will save negates. Oh, <laughs> uh, will negate? Yeah, no way. <laughs> <laughs> save or suck. Well, we open today's episode with all of you in what basically equates to a grotesque meat locker. When we ended last week's episode, I hadn't revealed uh, what the room looks like, but you can see right now on uh, Roll20 what we're looking at here. Just cadavers. Chunks of bodies. Just a day ago, you fought this abomination known as a necrocraft, (laughs) created under a desecration aura from the scraps of numerous other beings of unknown origin. You think back to that creature that killed Lork, along with his bastardized Orphos Norkeen reanimation, which when you returned to the temple, pieces of him yet again were being recycled into some other creation. So you look around this room, and you realize that's what's happening here. These are parts for assembling aberrations of horror. This Urgothoa worship that has pervaded... The camp that perhaps supplanted Thremir. It's like a parts repository. <laughs> As the primary deity being honored here in Skiergard. Rainfarg even told you, like, this is a place for Thremir worship. But it became very clear early on when Lork 
was looking at the camps that there was something else going on. Originally, you thought maybe it's just a couple of upstarts worshipping Orgothoa, and then you find a temple to Orgothoa, and now you're in here, and it's all undead. So now, within this ancient tomb, you get a sense, perhaps there's a greater plan here. Maybe they're trying to create undead war machines. (laughs) (laughs) Undead war machines that could perhaps be fighting on the side of the storm tyrant. Oh, so this is what she's basically offering. Baron, you think back to the Battle of True Now. The countless orcs that died at your hands and at the hands of your friends who are now all gone. Every single one of those friends. Lork, Gormley, Galabras. How that orc threat masked the true danger that would later be uncovered, that a powerful giant is amassing an army of the most powerful giants in all of Galarian to take over the world. That in and of itself is terrifying and is the reason that you and your new traveling partners are fighting so hard to, quote-unquote, save the world, to protect the world from a giant apocalypse. But now as you stand in this horrible chamber... You realize that's just the tip of the iceberg. Because if the giant threat wasn't enough, to quote the great George R. R. Martin in the voice of Mance Raider, <laughs> when the dead walk, walls and stakes and swords mean nothing. <laughs> Onion of evil. It is just amazing to think that I could have possibly contributed in any way to this creation of these war machines. That that my own battle against these creatures could have led to something that we could never fathom or never defeat. So much blood on your hands. Ugh. Yeah, we've all, yeah, we've all kind of contributed to this kind of, this machine. Like, we've all fed this machine. Mm -hmm. Unknowingly. I feel like this is the beginning of, like, a Nixon-era peace film. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It's like, look at all these. You're creating even more war. Anyway, continue. (laughs) You see what Screed was going after. He was trying to side with Grenseldeck. Grenseldeck was offering her her shitty orc tribe and her hand in marriage to the Storm Tyrant, (laughs) to which he laughed at and threatened to kill her if she ever brought it up again or looked at him in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Earthash was bringing the best of the best training. Not even training, really kind of hand-picking. Who who were the strongest? Yeah, and sending them along to Skiergard. Now, Earthash had his other designs as well. They all did. Screed, Grenzeldeck, Earthash as well. And you've heard tell that Skirkotla might have her own thing going on as well. Because they're giants, man. Yeah. Yeah. You can't you can you can put the giant in the, in the giant army, but you can't take the the giant out of the like just how crazy, selfish, and evil they are, and how they are always out for their own gains, especially when it comes to their own specific species of giant. As much as we try to, as much as they may try to bring each other together, like yeah. there's always somebody has another plot. They're always plotting against the it's leader. Subplots. It will be their downfall, Skid. Well, yeah, Pembroke, like, he raises, he's, like, coughing and gagging, and he pulls a, a handkerchief to his face, and he says, Now at last we see they are constructing aberrations to wage war on us, on the world. Meet for the machine. We are complicit in our own destruction. We must stop this at the source. 
and he does a quick like scan over the room to see if there's anything useful therein. Detect magic, Ooh. perception. Detect magic. Roll perception. While he's doing that, Four Bears is just imagining like all of the bodies of his people, his tribe, as they were laid out after this horrific at- giant attack. And he's just thinking that this is what their bodies are being used for. It's horrifying. Uh, 18 perception. 37 perception. 18 Good. and a 37. Ferraza really gets those eagle eyes out, those turn eyes out. And, I mean, it's just a mess. If there's anything even left in here, it would take you days to find it because there's just chunks oh. of bodies. Not all human. There are some giant bodies in here as well, and some you don't even know what that was. You fought so many creatures along the way. Creatures that you'd only read about in storybooks when you were kids. Maybe that's one of those. Maybe that's something else. It's it's absolutely disgusting. Baron drops to one knee and loses his vision. It blacks out entirely. And as he's gaining his vision back and his vision's a little woozy, he has another flashback back to Shinnerman's fortune. Mm. And he sees the bodies of all the people there in the burnt-down villages and the, and the burning houses. And he remembers what was lost in that battle against the small folk. And he thinks about the death there. And then he remembers Abria, the young child that he promised to fight for and to make a better future for. And any type of inner conflict he may have about contributing to this war machine is immediately washed away by the fact that if he doesn't do anything to stop it, They'll wash over the land like a flood, mm-hmm. a biblical flood. And he wants to join Pembroke the Potent in stopping it at the source. Mm. Pembroke, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Almost certainly, my young lady friend, whom I love so dear. So you're thinking about running away again? Um, <laughs> Busted. Busted. Uh, Faraz is thinking that we need to burn the contents of this room. Yes. Yes, we should. Consecrate it. Deny them their, deny them their tribute. The supply. Yeah, yes. Agreed. Um, cool. So you want to, like, step into the hallway and then just bring hands through him? Uh, I mean, I was going to use non-magical fire yes. okay. spells, but since we got the time. But if you, anybody else wants to... Uh, let's just pour... I got some oil. Let's just yeah. pour some oil over it and just light it. Oil of Taggart? Oil of Taggart. Yeah, I've got yeah. a torch. Just like, just yeah. set it to it. Just toss it. Over. <laughs> Go old school in there, yeah. Um, I can fan the flames with a little spell if we need to, but otherwise... All right, so you you know fill up the room with oil and uh, soaking the a little, little barren, scraps little barren's of whiskey. Get <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> your hands off that! No, higher that's for me. <laughs> that's that for Papa. The, that's not the best use of that. Ugh. And it catches flames. And imagine this room that's got like ice around the walls. Like the walls start sweating with uh, the condensation as the flames start to lick up, and you just look at this mass grave is now an inferno. As the firelight is flickering off of Forebear's face, you can see the reflection of like a tear coming down his eye and he's just like they all must die. All of them. (laughs) His voice like echoes throughout the chamber. 
Pembroke, before you went in here, you cast Communal protect- Protection from Evil, cast Fly with the Wand, mm-hmm. Mirror Image. Um, did you cast precast any spells, Forebears? I or just did cast, you think against it? I just cast False Life. False Life. Um, so what do you want to do now? The spells are, are, are wearing off. Um, so which, I'll, which way I'll have us? Well, we should. I, I mean, the only way left to us is the central hallway that yeah. kind of at a, coming at a northwest angle. Like that's the only thing left that we haven't really checked out. Cool. So let's do that. Let's and do I'm going to recast Fly on myself with the wand because I think <laughs> that is only last three minutes. Um, yeah, the false life is eleven hours, so I think he's good on that. Okay. All right, so you want to make your way to that central corridor, the, the passageway there. Yeah, it goes right up the gut. Right up the... Right we've been, uh, we we have cleared out, I think, both sides of it so far, at yeah. least at the, from the entrance. Yeah, we've, we've checked out of the other angles here, uh, north and south coming off the entrance. The only thing left is going northwest right into the center, presumably, of this, of this fortress. All right, so... Go ahead and move your way up, and I'll reveal some more. So we're for, where I'm standing right now, Troy. Very nervous. You should give us 60 feet from where I'm standing. And if you need me to uh, show you that on the map, that yeah, would be uh, all the way to there. Whoa. Boom. Okay. All right, great. Yeah, I play this game. <laughs> called Pathfinder. Guy levels up. He thinks he's king shit. <laughs> I am the king. I'm the fuck king of shit mountain. <laughs> you uh, see that uh, about, oh, 40 feet or so ahead, the room opens up into an absolutely enormous room. Oh, my goodness. Oh my. Oh. So in this um, area that the listeners can't see that I'm pinging right now for you is, is mm-hmm. does that look like a door or is that just no, a that's weird just, that's where the, the, edge that's the, where the corridor ends and turns into this large room of indeterminate size I'm gonna move uh, 40 feet forward boom so I should be able to see out into this cavernous room yeah a little bit further um, four, four bears is gonna get close to Baron he's not as he's walking up there he's not gonna let him do it alone all right so Baron and four bears move up. You see there's two lines of columns paralleling the east and west walls, supporting the vaulted ceiling of this enormous darkened hall, all pitch black. If you don't have dark vision, you're just looking into darkness. All right, then Four Bears is going to cast light just on him, on his shield. Baron, from where you're standing, on the far, far side of this chamber directly opposite where you're standing there are heavy stone double doors leading off to the west while there's also a single door uh, off and to the left offering some sort of access to the south even those of you with dark vision as you look ahead of you into the depths of this great hall even beyond 60 feet it just extends into pure darkness It kind of looks like a place where giant creatures once would gather for meetings or feasts or pep rallies. (laughs) I mean, it's it's just an utterly enormous room. The ceilings are actually 40 feet high in here as opposed to the uh, 20 feet you've been accustomed to since you've entered. So you're telling me Feyraza can fly over firewalls. Yeah. Noted. Thank <laughs> you very much. Firewalls. <laughs> so does Feyraza it... will wild shape seeing that 
into an eagle. Eagle. So does eagle. does this remind Baron of all at all of the architecture found in the Sky Citadels or the Five Kings Mountains underground? Like, is it cruder? Is it is it worse? They've certainly carved into the earth in a way that Baron would respect, even if their artisanship is not up to par with dwarves. Sure, um, it, it's very different architecture. Yeah, I mean it's it's done by not by artisans, but by like workers and laborers, you know what I mean? There's no there's no decorations. Now when you came in, it was a little bit more showy with the right. the urns and the walls and whatnot. Here it's just functional. Uh, yeah. Is there but a, it seems completely sturdy and like oh yeah. well made. For sure. Can I do a knowledge engineering on it to see if I learn anything else about this new place? Yeah, yeah. All right, 23, not bad. 23, uh, only that it is no longer used for what it once was used for. You get the sense just looking around that, like, this used to have, like, dozens upon dozens of people gathering here on a regular basis, but now it's just an empty great hall. Four bears. It's just beyond your sight with your light cast on yourself, but there's a door leading to the south that we can clear out and make sure there is no evil lesson left in this place. Will you join me? Yes. Lead the way. And Baron approaches the door. Four bears will stay right behind him. At the southern edge of the uh, Great Hall, leading into the area, <laughs> based on the map, that seems like the last room in the uh, towards the entrance of this hallway. Pembroke moves up as well. And can't you just see it? It's like, from Pembroke's perspective, it's like this hulking shadow of forebears, and then this light that's cast over Baron's back. Yeah. A long shadow, shadow like Baron. Like, washing right over me. Yeah. And yeah. you can it's see, like, like, walking forward. Burn marks all over Baron's duster from being locked inside of the Wicker Man. Like, the damage oh, that's yeah. been yeah. done over time. It's not like a fresh <laughs> Baron like he met when he got rescued. It's totally different. Yeah. yeah. Does magic healing, like, heal burnt clothing? Probably not. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Well, How <laughs> dare you well, all? Wow, this is I very brought interesting. this up <laughs> dozens of episodes ago, and I was literally mocked for, like, ten straight minutes. I don't remember that at all. I mean, all. that might be, like, 50-plus episodes ago. That was, yeah. a, that was, like, a year ago. Wow. We've all changed so much since then. Yeah, right. apparently. Apparently. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Baron's going to ignore what Matthew said and then roll a perception check on the door. Okay. All right, a two on the die, but with a 19 perception, 21? Uh, 21, and you're just looking for... Traps. Traps. doesn't appear to be trapped. Baron's going to try to... Uh, Four bears rolls a natural 20 on a similar check. Uh, It's a a 36. Just, you know, checking the door and listening. Similar check. Yeah, listening. You don't hear anything. It's a stone door, so that doesn't really oh, give you that gotcha. kind of confidence. But uh, you hear the ocean. It doesn't. It, it appears <laughs> like it just opens in. Does it seem like a door that would need strength to open? Nope. Okay, so Baron is going to attempt to stealthily open the door. Okay. All right, eighteen on the die for a thirty-three. You open the door. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that feels good. Let me see it. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> and you see a room that looks like quarters. There are two sleeping pallets, 
two foot lockers and a small rack for weapons and armor. And that's really it for furnishings in this relatively sparse room. There are two torch sconces mounted to the wall, uh, but no torches active in them. And there's no other doors leading in or out that you can see. Let's detect magic over the room and then look in the foot lockers. Don't detect any magic. All right. Under the beds and then the foot lockers. Okay. Um, open up the foot lockers and it looks like mundane, giant sized personal possessions. Um, rip the sheets off the beds just in case. Wait, black light them. Uh, <laughs> oh, beef. Somebody, somebody had fun in here. Oh. Uh, yeah, you rip the sheets off. And there's a giant hiding. <laughs> <laughs> we all catch. Don't come in here. He's going to find me. <laughs> we all get fleas now, don't we? It's my turn oh, to hide. No. Oh, yeah, you all get fleas. Oh, God. They oh, don't God even die underwater. <laughs> you, you flip it up and nothing. You get the sense that this is, this might be where those frost giant guards slept uh-huh. when it wasn't their shift. And now you've been around frost giants and their living arrangements for weeks now. You've seen their sleeping quarters. And this has all the markings and smells of Frosties. Okay. The only difference is this looks nicer. Yeah. It's the best way I can put it. It's not like fancy. It just looks nicer as if guarding the entrance to this tomb is held in high honor among the tribe. And thus, those who do it are treated with more respect. Of course... Now they're dead, thanks to you murderers. Well, like, I, I kind of think of them, like, until we killed them, and in no way besmirching the honor of our armed forces, but, like, the guys that guard the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Like, yeah. whenever they let go, they, like, do that crazy, like, gun inspection reloading thing. Yeah, the ceremonial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Handoff. Yeah. Um, so that's probably what they or were Or change like. of the guard at the Buckingham Palace. Right, exactly. Uh, so, wow. Well, I feel bad for killing them now. But uh, I guess we, we got to... don't. You know how many years they had to work to earn this position? You know how many humans they had to kill? To yeah, get that these position? guys, these are bad dudes. They killed man. a lot of humans, yeah. but they did it well. That was their job. Yeah. So, uh, Troy... They went to work every day and they killed some humans. <laughs> Troy, I'm standing outside the doorway now and I'm just pointing out to you on the map where I can see to now. It's okay. another 20 <laughs> feet long, the current I wish you guys war. could see this little uh, just, uh, tug of war we have going on here. so great. It's a little peek yeah. into what Baron sure. and wow. everyone else... Yeah, okay, just keeps going on. You're now looking, I mean, yeah, 60 feet and it looks like the room just keeps going on and on. You're breath is echoing down the end of that chamber. What do you think, Pembroke? Should we clear out the west of this chamber before moving northward? Do I have uh, do I have any way of do I have any access to dark vision right now? Yeah, does he? You have the goggles, right? I decided against preparing that spell. Oh wait, I do have a that goggles. I did before because yeah, it's, it's a fifth level spell for goggles at night. Uh, yeah, he got those goggles. Yeah, yeah, you have the goggles. You can see forever. Yeah, goggles. Okay, then I Pembroke is going to cast Arcane Eye. Oh yes. Oh no. Mm. Uh oh. Ballers. Sorry, Troy. <laughs> dungeon Breaker. Yes. Uh, and so Dungeon Breaker. He is going to send this representative of his own vision out into the darkness. It has dark vision just as he does. Oh, it's the worst. It's the worst as a DM. But and I don't want to abuse it because it does kind of 
suck mm-hmm. if you're trying to tell a story. But <laughs> I, I am gonna. I'm gonna. If right you now, want any, um, what's the word? Um, suspense. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I'm super scared right now because we've run into a lot of danger that almost killed us. So, and yeah, we have established that the dark is scary. Yes. And so he's going to send the arcane eye up into the depths of this vault, and it travels thirty feet per round. Yeah. yeah. Okay, this test takes 10 minutes to cast. So now all your buffing spells, with the exception of False Life, are gone. You take 10 minutes to cast this, and there are verbal components to this spell. Oh, no. And a bit of bat fur. So, but you're very, very far down the end of this hall, and imagine him just mumbling under his breath. Maybe that voice carries. Maybe yeah, he's it probably not like arcane eye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go forth. He's not go a forth. He's, he's not a Street Fighter character that just yells Hadouken. Yeah. <laughs> Is that how you put out an arcane eye? Yeah. It's like Hadouken. <laughs> and I imagine all of you just standing there in the darkness as Pembroke is whispering over this spell. Um, I love that the material component is a bit of bat fur. Yeah. Um, and he's doing this, doing all the somatic components, and you're wondering, like, can anybody hear this? If anybody is in this room, can they hear this? I mean, I can hear it. I'm standing right there, but can something well, down presumably there? Presumably doing it quietly. Right, right, right. But I'm saying if they can hear it, and oh, it's yeah, such a okay. big chamber, yeah. does it echo? And eventually the eye appears. Well, this is... It's an invisible eye, obviously. Uh, my dad actually mentioned this the other day, and it was so interesting. He he talked about when he was in Korea during Vietnam, and there were days when they were real, in like these real remote outposts and stuff, and he was like, you could you would get up in the morning, and it would be so quiet. Like, the, the wildlife would be so silent, and it would be this huge open expanse of pure silence, and you would just whisper when you spoke. Like, there was no... It just so naturally, and when you whispered, it sounded loud, just because it was so quiet in an open space. Yeah, I can get, it. I can, I can hear it. I, I just, hear it. I just imagine trying to sneak out of my house when I was like sixteen, and like opening up the door and just hearing oh, yeah. the click really loud in my ears, and just be like, my parents had to have heard. Might that. as well just take a sledgehammer to the door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the eye moves forward. Ring this here. It says it. It looks ahead as a human would, primarily looking at the floor, or it can move even slower to start examining the ceilings and walls. So it's just moving forward 30 feet, 30 feet, 30 feet. This is all happening in seconds now. And eventually it gets towards the back of the chamber, and you see that the chamber ends, and it's looking down, and it sees an enormous hoof. And another enormous hood. And another enormous hoof. And another one. And another one. I'm assuming Pembroke probably starts to direct it upward. Mm-hmm. And it just goes upward to see this massive body connected to a stallion's lower half. Oh. But it has no head. What the fuck? And all of a sudden, in the darkness... You hear that. Oh, no. Start to echo. And it echoes all the way up to you, followed by a booming, gravelly voice. Oh, no. It's like, give me your name. Oh, 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 
no! Roll for initiative. Oh, oh no! Oh man! Oh. Do you think he's talking to us? It's <laughs> <laughs> very far away. <laughs> Guess what Joe rolled, everybody? Two. Tell them what they won, Matthew. <laughs> a Joe? beautiful new car! <laughs> or the ability to roll a natural one. Oh, God. For fuck's sake. So what's the total on that? That's a, that's a solid three. Gentleman's three? Gentleman's three. Pembroke? Uh, that is a five. Five. Uh, Baron, I'll save you for last. Feyraza? Eleven. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, Baron, how the, show them how it's done. 25. All right. 12 on the die. 25. <laughs> oh, my God. What's your initiative? It's 12th level. Plus 13. You're a ridiculous character. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's just, and he's got 139 hit points. Yeah. That's Is that amazing. more than you? Yep. You just, you just, just beat Barely. Me. And that's with a belt of plus four constitution. <laughs> 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 Listen, I know people hate me because I'm beautiful. But I'm okay with that. <laughs> you just hear. Oh my God. Give me your name. In silence. Baron, what do you do? My name is Baron Ashby. Yeah! Yeah, you do! Yeah, you do! And I am not alone. We could have lied. I am not alone. <laughs> I'm Skier Codla. <laughs> Let me introduce you to the judge. And you hear him slam a paper cartridge into his gun and click it shut. <laughs> the judge! Like a sawed-off double barrel. <laughs> In the darkness, he points to those around him and says, These three are bonded to me through the forge of battle. They're the jury. <laughs> and believe me when I say that these are the last words you will ever hear. I'm the goddamned executioner. <laughs> Let's dance. <laughs> wow. This could have gone, this could have gone wow. one of two ways. Um, this is his plan B. <laughs> so do you move? Can I see the thing? No. Oh, man. Still cannot see it. I mean, you're on a roll. I'm That's describing it. I'm like, this is a massive creature. How far? How far? Oh, well. Headless. Uh, and I tell him where it is. Uh, so I, I'm going to move. He just moved the eye down the hallway, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just down the hall. Uh, Baron's actually going to move. Uh, he's going to know that you already have told us through this adventure that it's a, a place for massive creatures, and you mentioned a big creature in the hoof through that. So I'm mounted. Yeah. 5, 10, 15, 20. He's going to double move behind this pillar so he can't be charged at. Because the last time you had a massive creature in... Uh, the the this adventure they charged us so I'm gonna think that that's what you're gonna do this time and I'm gonna stand back here. Okay, I like uh, I like where your head's at there, bear, bear, bear. Thank you. And that is my turn with a double move. Okay. Uh, Raza. Uh, Faraz is going to take off flying and follow Baron's lead and kind of flank out and head over behind this pillar. Ah, so you go to the left where it's Baron. Went to the right. Up in the air. Up in the air. Shut up, George Clooney. <laughs> At the edge of the farthest darkness that Baron can see, you see hooves appear. <laughs> this is so ominous. <laughs> in Baron, you feel 
this intense feeling of need and hopeless desire wash over you. Roll a fortitude save. Oh, no. At a minus two. Okay. Is, is this going to turn Baron into a horse girl? No. <laughs> Poison spell, spell-like ability? Uh, supernatural. Okay. Ooh. 16 on the die for a 28. <laughs> there you go. That's with a minus two? With a minus two, 26. 26, yeah. You have to add the minus two. Stop uh, touching your mic, Troy. I told you this every episode. He always just... <laughs> okay. In his defense, this is the first time we're recording this game. <laughs> for the moment, everything seems to be okay. Oh, for the moment. <laughs> for the moment. For the moment. It is now Pembroke's turn. Excuse me. Yes. It is now Pembroke's turn. Uh, Pembroke is going to cast Mirror Image on himself again. How many Pembrokes do we get? Oh, it's a max of seven. Oh. Seven, seven <laughs> wow. images. Oh, my God. I always thought that that maxed out. Uh, no, it's, it's, an, it's an additional one per three levels. Oh, my God. That's great. Yeah, so it's great. Pembroke's uh, going to go straight into melee combat. Seven Pembroke's. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. And do you want to move it all? Uh, I am going to move. I think I can move the eye. Uh, I'm going to keep moving the eye to the back of the room another 30 feet to see what I can see. Alright, so you move it to the back and you realize right behind where this uh, huge creature was standing um, there are double doors leading out. Okay. And the room ends. Great. So you would say it probably goes for another 60 feet beyond Baron's vision. Okay. Huge. Wow, incredible. Uh, It is Forebear's turn. Well, four bears can't see anything. I mean, he, he can see roughly 40 feet away. Mm-hmm. And this thing is, I can see on the map, another 40 feet beyond that, basically. So he's kind of alone in the dark. He sees Pembroke just off to his right, 15 feet. Baron in the dim light in the distance. And uh, same thing with Firaz. I can barely see her. Uh, he's just going to, unsure of what this voice is or its intentions, he's going what to cast. Give me your name. Yeah. Uh, he is going to cast Stone Skin on himself. Okay. Uh, and not move. Stone Skin, not move. New round. Baron. Uh, Baron is going to move up to the next pillar. Okay. So he's just like coming up, hide mine pillar. Yeah, it's, it's very, like, Navy SEALs type of stuff that he's doing right now. Metal Gear Solid style. Metal Gear yeah. Solid. And he mm-hmm. should be able to see... Put a box over your head. <laughs> ...to here now. Okay. Hold on. There. Should where? be able to see the whole creature. Well, where? maybe even it's just Right where I'm pointing. Where? <laughs> God damn it, Matthew. I hate him so much. <laughs> you see... Something similar to those stallion-like creatures that had bodies of a frost giant attached to them. Yeah, yeah. Right. The difference being, this one is carrying its head in its hands. (gasps) Whoa! Holding its head by uh, a horn, either coming out of a, a helm or out of the head itself, this lifeless head being held in its hand, and the other hand, a gigantic lance. Oh, boy. 
Is there a check I can do now that I can clearly see this creature to identify what type of creature it is? You can roll uh, knowledge religion. <laughs> An eight. Oh no, bear! You've never heard of anything quite like this. First time you'd ever seen anything like it is when you fought those Savatharims. Someone let me know what this is. It's what Baron yells out into the darkness, hoping that one of his party members will let him know, and he'll fire at it. What do you see? Describe it! <laughs> He's horrified. There's only just can't see anything. Six seconds in a round, four bears. Yep. And, uh, it's 40 feet away. You're good. 40 feet away, so that's within my first range increment. I'm going to turn off my judgments from before, and I just want to be accurate. No rapid shot. One attack at a plus 14. Oh, 28 against touch AC. That is a hit. Okay. Uh, 18 points of damage, bludgeoning, piercing. Do you get the all weapon of awe bonus for that? No, I have not cast it yet. Okay. I want to make sure. How long does it it last? Rounds per level? What bane it's or one, weapon? You, it's a swift ball. action that you do every every time you use it, right? Uh, duration is one minute a level. Oh, one minute. Oh, wow. Oh, oh that's wow. great. That's great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. It is Feraza's turn. Uh, Feraza is going to fly, uh, staying on this side of the pillar, on the side of the pillars away from the creature, mm-hmm. like close enough to where she can see him, uh, and then she's going to cast Wall of Fire. Oh, oh yeah. of fire. Where are you casting the damn wall girl? Of fire. I'm gonna draw it for you. Diagonally? Yeah. Oh yeah. now you're talking oh, about language, Captain Akaza. Yeah. I love this man. What a wonderful language. Okay, nice. So we're like an angle starting uh towards the right side and going up towards the left uh, left at a diagonal. Yep, just about twenty feet away from him so that if he's gonna come to if he's gonna come to us, he's gonna take some damage. He certainly is. Now, just do me a favor and roll spell resistance real quick. All right. Because <laughs> Wall of Flame has spell resistance, yes. Wall of Fire. Uh, 21. It's turn. It charges straight through the Wall of Flame, taking zero damage. Oh, oh what no. a baller. Wow. <laughs> it actually stands directly in the flame itself. Charges at Baron with a power attack. Oh, oh! This could be bad, good buddy. Oh no! Giant subtype? Uh, no. Okay. Not <gasps> the giant subtype. Oh shit! Take your bane, Baldric, and get out of here. Well, I mean, it's more about <laughs> AC than bane, Baldric. Sure. Uh, <laughs> all right, to hit. All right, it's going to be close. It is a 36. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Fuck you, Troy. (laughs) Oh, buddy. All right. Here we go. This might take a moment. (laughs) Because you're dumb. Because you can't add. (laughs) 64 points of damage. That is almost half my life. And five points of sonic damage. What? As its lance just ruptures into you. That is almost exactly half my life in one attack. With a power attack, it charges up to you. Yep. And uh, this particular lance also does sonic damage. So you take a total 61 plus another 5. Right? 64 plus I already five? took it off. It 69. Was, yeah, 69. The worst possible thing. That's no, the best possible. For me. 
that is its turn. It stands there in the flames, and Feyraz is just like, what? What, is what a horrifying image. Uh, oh, it no. is Pembroke's turn. All seven of you. Pembroke is going to start casting Summon Monster 5. Okay. Pembroke begins casting Summon Monster 5. Do you move at all? No, I no. do not. Okay, it is going to be Four Bears' turn. Four Bears, you now, I believe you can see the creature at this point. Oh, yeah. You know what you're up against. Yeah, this is this is terrifying. Um, uh, oh, God, but what what can I do to this guy? Oh, man. Uh, all right, I am going to... Four Bears is going to move up towards Baron. I mean, he sees this horrific hit that Baron takes... And he's going to try for a round here. He's going to come up just behind. Oh shit! Oh, sorry. No, I forgot something. What do you got? Turn. I was gonna, I was just going to do a knowledge check on my turn. Yeah, go for it. You can do a right. All right. Uh, what what would be appropriate? What would a uh... uh, religion? Religion. Uh, twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. It is uh, a type of savatharim known as a dulahan. It's a Dulahan. Dulahan. Uh, It'll help you through a difficult birth if you can't afford a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> with a 27, I can give you one piece of useful information. What, what does the head do? What's the, how is, is the head? What does the head do? Do you want to know about the head? What's up with that head? Uh, he can throw the head at you. If it hits, he gets a free trip attack with the head, and the head then returns to his hand. Oh, he's Captain that America with so a head? Cool. Man. And, uh, he can I throw the head! Watch the, out for the head! If the free trip is successful, you're also stunned and prone. Oh, no. So it's not like, uh, he's not seeing through the eyes of the head. Uh, like no, that. no, no. He, uh, he's just using it as a weapon. Just using it as a weapon, and uh, <laughs> it's pretty awful. It's an ability known as 10-pin toss. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, uh, four bears. What do you think? Uh, if I move to where you see me on the map, I'm trying to move behind this pillar, put the pillar between myself and the creature. Uh-huh. Uh, can I see Baron? Uh, yeah, you, you can see the edge of Baron there around the pillar. Okay. So I'm going to come just slide to four bears' right, get mm-hmm. behind this pillar. Baron is just at the edge of my bright light, uh, normal light vision. Mm-hmm. I can see a piece of him. A little chunk. Yep. And he's going to see it. There's also a huge wall of fire. Right, 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 right. I, I'm more so talking about the line of sight as opposed oh, yeah, yeah. to the okay. lighting because of the pillar. And so he's yeah. just going to, um, uh, you know, do an incantation asking for, again, the blessing of his ancestors on Baron because he sees what a horrific situation he's in right now. And he's going to hex him with protective luck. Oh, wow. what does that do? So for the next two rounds, anytime this creature rolls an attack roll on you, he has to roll twice and take the lower oh, result. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So hopefully he'll go off somewhere else or miss you. So the next attack, it rolls twice, take the lower. Next two rounds. Oh. Any attacks. Any attack wow. rolls. Wow. Okay. okay. Uh, any requires any attack roll, including weapon, weapon attacks. They roll twice and take the worst result. Mm-hmm. Sounds like mm-hmm. mid-maxing to me. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's my thing, Matthew. <laughs> uh, very cool. Okay. It is a new round. It is Baron's turn again. So, again, no two swift actions in a turn, right? Yes, that is correct. Damn it! I know. I know. Right, you said so. it earlier. You were like, and plus I could do a judgment and the litany. Yeah, no, no, like, no, I know. I'm going to take a judgment. First <laughs> well, off, I'm going to lay a judgment down of sacred protection plus two to raise my AC by two, because even with that bonus, 
Yeah. Uh, Even I, with the protective lock, you probably still need it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Definitely. Uh, and then Baron's going to take a five foot step back and do a full round action. Beautiful! Beautiful! Up Hell close yeah. and deadly. I Woo-hoo. will tell you, there is no place you can move that won't provoke, as it does have 15 feet of reach with that lance. And Oof. it is a huge creature. So oh it, my god. But, so if you want but with move, a lance instead of a natural weapon, it should only be able to attack me from exactly 15 feet away. You are 15 feet away right now. Yeah. I was 15 no, feet you, away. You I you was just moved. there. Yes. And now you're 15 feet away. Right. After so, the move. You were 10. Now you're 15. So his right, point so you is shouldn't have been able to attack me at 10 feet no, away. No, no, because you're shooting. Because you're shooting. He can no, but he, Grant's point is that when wherever Troy stopped to hit him, he should have been 15 feet exactly. Yeah, so it looks like uh, I would have had to stay 15 feet away from you originally, which means, because it, it, with a reach weapon, I can attack at 15 and 20. So now, if you move five feet away, you're all set. So that means I get to punch you as hard as I possibly can right now, right? You can. You can hit me with all you got. All right. You can hit me with all you got. Real life. Let me put down this mic. You will need to. (laughs) You will need to. All right. So I took a diagonal step five feet back, and I'm going to take a full round attack action. And I am going to use a swift. Well, I already used it on increasing my AC, so I'm not going to use my other swift action. Thank you, Joe. Fair enough. Uh, First attack. Oh, that's going to be a big juicy hit. Juicy hit. Oh, 19 points of damage. Ooh, 19 points of damage. Second attack is going to also be a hit with uh, 16 points of damage. Not so great. And the final attack is not in the drawer. The final attack is going to be 12 against Touch AC. That is a miss. Wow. Oh, Oh my God. You're going to have to roll over five. (laughs) <laughs> How can you manage? The most challenging <laughs> battle yet. <laughs> it is Feyraza's turn. What do you got? is going to attempt a hover, an attempt to hover check. Okay. And makes it. And okay. She's, and she's going to begin casting. Hover and begins casting. It is now its turn. Hmm. So many options. If I critically hit Baron, it could be permadeath. Are you willing to do that? I mean, it, it depends. It depends on what uh, what it wants to do here. Right now, the way the columns are set up, uh, you guys, uh, by you guys, Baron, Forebears, and Pembroke are all kind of behind the columns to the right, and Feyraza has fanned out to the left, um, basically unhittable by it, although maybe it can stab up, but... Um, this is very, very, very interesting here, the way you, you've set yourselves up. It's like playing chess with you guys, trying to decide just where to go. All right, Kasparov, what are you going to do? I want to do the, the most <laughs> damage possible, so... Man, if there weren't seven Pembrokes, I have a beautiful charge on Pembroke right here. That's the problem, is I can't charge on Baron. I can just do a regular old-fashioned attack. Well, does he know that there are mirror images? Yeah, you can see seven of them. Oh, yeah. well, that's true. Yeah, There's all, seven dudes over there. That's, it's only how does he perceive the world around him? That's that's a metagaming thing. I think you're doing for this headless creature. He gets, I'm seeing double fourteen Pembrokes. <laughs> he might throw his head. At, he could throw his head at a uh, Firaza. I'm going to sure. charge at all fourteen of those wizards over there. But <laughs> take him out. I think I'm going to take a five foot step. And now I'm going to do a full round attack on Baron. I don't think you can do that through the pillar, buddy. Oh, yeah. oh, I can. If you can fire he's, 19 he's got, shots, can <laughs> I can attack you three times with my lance. Fuck. Oof. With power attack on. 
All right. Let me just make sure uh, only while charging do I get that. Okay. This makes it a little little crazier. I get double damage on my charges, so uh, this still might be enough here. I'm going to leave power attack on because I'm feeling good. Roll twice, take the lower for this whole round. That's correct. Okay. All right. This is my highest to hit. 29. Miss. Oh, thanks to my judgment of sacred protection. Yes. Wow. So all these rolls have to be rolled twice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 30. It was exactly a hit. Oh, oh shit. All right. That we one can't was even 30. afford one hit. Uh, yeah, really. Did you subtract you for your second attack? Like I did. I have it all here on Hero Land. Right. I do all the math for me. Uh, Never failed us before. This one is going to be... Uh, 33 points of regular damage. Oh, brutal. This thing's going to get me. And three points of Sonic. Okay. Final attack. So horrifying. Two dice, taking the lowest. Lowest to hit. Two 20s. It's going to be a miss. Oh, nice. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Baron is clinging, oh. clinging on to life. Oh, clinging, clinging, clinging. He hasn't had this few HP since he was level three. It is Pembroke's turn. Pembroke, you began casting. Pembroke began casting. Yes. It was actually, I said five, but I actually, I misspoke. I meant six. Hmm. Uh, Do you want to hold me to five? No, no, please. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Oh, please. (laughs) Wise man. Uh, So, uh, so appearing in a cloud of celestial glitter appears an old and dear trusted friend, Jambo, the celestial triceratops. Uh, Let's see how this guy handles. Yeah, like right, right, dinosaur. Okay. This rumbling, reverberating roar. Yeah, he's like five foot by five. Is he a a large creature or is he a huge creature? He's huge. He's He's a triceratops infant. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Triceratops embryo. Right. Uh, All right, you can control him now. Okay, thank you. All right, so I want to show like right there. And he is going to charge. Okay. That's this creature. Uh, let's see. Yeah, hold, dude. Hold, hold on. I don't think I'll use my AOO on him. Okay. Interesting. Choice. And boom, 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 And he gores him. Gore! Oh, that is a natty 19. Oh, we're talking chipper gore, baby. Yeah, that is, a, uh, that is a 38 to hit. Yeah, that'll oh, hit. Okay. That beautiful. will hit. And he does 39 points of damage. Ooh, baby. Gorgeous. And Gorgeous. Gorgeous. <laughs> I see what you did there. Oh, I like that. <laughs> uh, and Pembroke is going to move over a couple of feet to get a clear shot at this guy. Got a nice clear view on him now. And mono, he mono. is going to do a metamagically quickened uh, magic missile. Okay. Uh, zoom for 16 points of damage. <laughs> okay, and that's just and, uh, that's, on a magic missile, right? That, no, there is, yeah. So, okay. Uh, that's just a caster level. Yes. yes. Straight up caster level check. Oh, that's a fail. Oh, no. That's uh, a 14. So, man, those always hit. I know. So, he is going to start casting Summon Monster 5. And I do mean 5 this time. 
Summon Monster 5. See, this yeah. is where we're getting to the real heart of, like, Pembroke's ability. Yeah. Like, like this is his thing. He's, he's remembering. Like, he's, he's coming back. Bringing back creatures from other planes. Yeah, like, this is what he does. This is what he has always done. What he, has, what he did in his youth, forgotten after, after years of atrophy, he is beginning to rediscover his power to do just this sort of thing. <laughs> his potency. His potency as it <laughs> were. Uh, four bears, you are up. Oh, man. Oh, baby. Um, all right. Four bears is going to let's see um he is going to move up past baron right into the view of this thing and get and he he moves through a uh threatened square yeah he moved through baron square so he moved through a threatened square if you would like to aoo move through a threatened square eh yes uh yeah i'll give you a little something because I got power attack on. Uh, am I still? Oh no, that's only against Baron. Only right? against Bear Bear. Yeah. Here's Neon Green. Come on. Oh, oh, oh. oh God! One away from a critical oh, threat. Oh. One away with my keen lance. Jesus. Eighteen on his either. Yeah, that oh. is going to be a thirty-nine to hit, though. <laughs> yeah, that'll, yeah, that'll do it. Oh, this will do some damage to you, buddy. Thirty points of regular. And six points of Sonic. Oof. Sonic boom! <laughs> Sonic oh. boom! Oh, vicious. Vicious. All right, so he moves past Baron, and as he steps uh, through his square, he, mm-hmm. turns, he turns to him, and he's like, Fall back. You must live. And he reaches out, and he casts Cure Critical Wounds. Oh, oh my God. The Bear Bear. Interposing himself between Baron and the Dulahan. Yeah, the Dulahan. And uh, this will be, let's see. Uh, oh, I did good so far, buddy. I did good. Could have rolled bad, and, and I did. Oh no, wow. that's, that's a wrong die. Uh, <laughs> that D ten was really helpful. <laughs> yeah, that was really helpful there. Um, uh, okay, that's good. So thirty two points of healing. Ooh. Um, and Thank you. Uh, and then he is going to swift action. Uh, no, you know what? He's not. He's just going to turn and put his shield up uh, in, in between him. You know, this guy and Baron. Okay. Turns, puts his shield up. New round, Baron. God damn. Dun, 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 dun. Tell me to retreat. Hide behind Jumbo. <laughs> Jumbo. Jumbo will protect you. Ride Jumbo into battle. Ride him into battle. Jumbo is a, be your seed. a little too far. Is this creature holding a weapon? Uh, the lance that stabbed that you. That was some attacking us. Okay, yes, yes Matthew. Sorry. Sorry, we're lights. active in combat, so we can't hear in everything yep. that happens. We don't just cast useless firewalls across the battlefield. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> well, uh, just and just to be clear, there goes my effort to save Baron. <laughs> <laughs> and just to be clear, the fallback is not like flee. It's like you know, just position yourself range so that you're not taking all this damage. You know what? Do me a favor because I forgot to do it before. Might as well do it right at the top of the round. How about everybody rolls a uh, will save? Here we go again with this shit. Oh, does he have combat reflexes? Uh, don't worry about it. Because if he does, <laughs> I, I, I would, I would have to cast defensively. I casted a spell. Oh, I see. I just forgot um, since he already did one. I didn't occur. Yeah, to I mean, me. you wouldn't have that information. Uh, all right. Well, shit. <laughs> 
uh, you can try it, and if you fail, you, you would just lose the spell. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'm gonna. Oh, <laughs> shit, this is so stupid. You, you have a pretty good bonus. To it it might, he might not have I it, do, Joe. I do. I do. Uh, yeah, I do have a good bonus. Please to hold it. yourselves um, to your original will save. All right, here we go. I need a, a, a natural five or higher, and, and I'm fine. Natural fucking two. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> good fucking god! Uh, it doesn't attack you. Uh, and then I'm going to roll the, to not lose the spell. Dude, that's fucking crazy. And I lost the spell with another natural two. So, so you didn't get any healing. This so is fucking ridiculous. How much ridiculous. did you do? 33? Uh, 32. 32. Okay, so, so take ridiculous. 32 damage. Got it. Uh, how are we doing on those will saves? 23. Fail. Wow. Wow. Pembroke got a 25. Pass. And Jambo got a 15. <laughs> Fail. Okay. Uh, for Jambo. Baron? Uh, 14. Fail. Uh-huh. 4-4? Four, four. 29. Pass. Those of you who uh, failed, those of you passed, you're fine. Who are my failers? Me. Baron. Jambo. Jambo, Baron, and Feyraza. Ooh. You are shaken for 26 rounds. Oh, man. <laughs> what does that mean? Are you kidding me? Just being in the frightful presence of this creature, oh, you no. are shaken for ah, a scant 26 rounds. Oh, no. So, forebears, your attempt to heal, even though it didn't attack because you chose to cast defensively, loses the spell. Baron doesn't get any healing. Baron, you are now shaken. It should have been for the past few rounds. What do you do? Well, you don't know what I would have rolled if you had said it when sure, you should have, sure, you sure, big sure. dumbass. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you said, uh, how far away am I from the creature right now? Do you want me to do the math? Please. Okay. I want you to tell me because I Five, see things. Ten, uh, I mean, 15 feet. And you said it threatened 15 to 20, correct? Uh, yes. I mean, it says right... Am I 20 feet away the right closest, now? The closest square says that you're 20 feet away. Uh, okay, so yeah, I'm 20, 20 feet, feet away right now, so I'm outside of the... Um, if you do anything from this spot, yeah, you provoke. I'm going to five foot step away then. Okay. If I'm 20 feet away. You there said you I provoke 15 to 20. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to full attack action. That's all I can do. Okay. And I'm going, uh, four bears will block it. From and you have a clean shot there with four bears and the pillar. I always forget about cover and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, I would unimpeded, think, unimpeded. You can see right there. No, it's impeded. I think you would get a plus two. You have to draw a line from any square on your thing to any square on his thing. So it, there is some cover there, but I would argue that he could see more than half of the creature. Yeah, so so plus, it's a plus two, plus two to its touch AC, which isn't still going to really help. But right. You do get a minus two to your roll, so it's an effective plus. So two. now you do. Now you have to roll like nine or higher. <laughs> And don't, Joe, miss, don't don't mark. You no, know, I'm not you even haven't done that this episode. I know, I'm not even kidding. That's a, an actual like problem. He's not going to just hit every round, uh, attack now. So five foot step away, swift action, weapon of awe. Yeah, there you go. that sacred yeah. bonus. Aww. Time to show him how we. Oh no, I'm not going to do weapon of awe. Actually, I'm going to do. Aww. I'm going to do. I'm going to do bane Aww. against this dude. Oh, what Ooh. kind of bane? Bane against the type of creature Pembroke told me it was. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. What uh, <laughs> what type of creature? You, you Bane Doolahan? Yeah, <laughs> Bane Doolahan. Okay, I don't think that's it. You need the actual type of the creature. You can guess at it, I guess. Well, no, I I mean, that does that fall now under... Now that I know Doolahan... No, 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 no wait, wait. Hold, was that fall, it's holding that fall its under... own head. 
Yeah, like would that fall under useful information? <laughs> like I, I, th- I would think that knowing the type would come along. That's with why what he asked what it was. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, it, it's it's undead. It's holding its head. It's holding its head. Grant, it's holding its own head. <laughs> Grant, I just want you to feel bad for metagaming. That's all. That's all this discussion is. You want to feel bad for playing a game the same way you are against us? <laughs> it's holding its head. It's holding oh, its head. Oh my God! All right. I'm about to... You know what I'm not looking forward to? The old throwing head trick. <laughs> I know old, that's coming. The old throwing head? That old, <laughs> that old trick? <laughs> that old tail. All of these attacks are going to be up close and deadly. Okay. So eat it. The first attack is a natural one. Oh, oh my God! No! Yes! yes! Oh, and you know what? You know what? We'll see you next week. Oh, no! Oh, no! The Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths of a bizarre mystery. It was really hard to understand what was fact and what wasn't. A mystery that has led me from one suspicious death to another. Listen to CounterClock now, wherever you listen to podcasts.